Are your sins on your mind? What about the consequences of those offenses towards God? What do your prayers of repentance sound like? Psalms 51 allows us to look at David's repentance prayer. I am Monique and this is Unfiltered Devotion. Psalms 51 verse 3 through 6 reads, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is forever before me against thee. Thee alone have I sinned and done this evil in thine sight that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thy judges. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin that my mother conceived me. Behold, thy desireth truth in the inward parts and in the hidden place thou shalt make to know wisdom. In these three verses, David tells God that he is aware of his sins and that his sins are on his mind. He's thinking about how he offended God. David then goes on to say that he sinned against God only. At first, I just read the verse, but it just took up residency in my mind. I didn't understand. From my point of view, I felt like David also sinned against Uriah. I mean, didn't he? Then I just asked God about it. And I'm slowly coming into the understanding that David did sin against God alone because he willfully broke God's rules or laws or commandments. Understanding that humans are constantly trying to justify our devious behavior so that we don't have any consequences. The study notes in my Bible pointed out the fact that David had broken three commandments. If you read Exodus 20 verses 13 through 14 and 17, thy shall not kill, thy shall not commit adultery, or covet thy neighbor's wife. But God, I love those two words. But God gave grace and mercy to David. Second Samuel 12 verse 13 says, And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away thy sin. Thy shall not die. This was significant because the wages of sin was death, especially during the time that David was here. He broke two commandments in rapid succession. David even pronounced death when he heard the parable from Nathan. Understanding that God would have been just in upholding his judgment of death, but David was so grateful that God chose to allow him to live. But that pronouncement did not mean David would go without consequences for his actions. See, Bathsheba conceived a son. And shortly after having that son, the child was stricken with sickness and later died. David had three sons that died. My study Bible noted that they were violent deaths. 
And his own son, Absalom, being one of the sons that would be eventually killed, he rose up against David and laid with David's wife. These acts were the consequences of David's action. Our sins cost us a great deal too, but we tend to give Satan all the credit for our hardships. Honestly, I don't think he's that clever. The consequences of our sins are not always immediate. So being far removed from those sins, we think that bad things are just happening to us. In reality, some of these things are God's judgments catching up with us. Our self-serving bias always puts us in the seat of a victim, leaving us with the inability, in most cases, to discern our faults in situations because it is so easy to blame others. We don't have a clear picture of ourselves. Take a moment and think about the last time you were in an uncomfortable situation and you thought, what did I do to cause this? Take a moment to think about the last time you were in an uncomfortable situation. Did you think to yourself, what did I do to cause this? Whether it was in the distant past or in the most recent, have I been on the other side of this situation? Meaning, was I the aggressor? If so, how did you treat the other individual in your scenario? In the last podcast, I admitted to cheating and being cheated on. Being cheated on sucked because he cheated when I thought we were in a space where we were okay and things were going well. But when the roles were reversed and I cheated, I was extremely callous. I was nonchalant and I was indifferent. I justified my action by listening to the illegitimate thoughts of how he started it. And I'm just going to continue it. Then when I finally decided to leave the marriage, I blamed it all on him at first because he wronged me first. And I did what I had to do because he was doing what he was doing. But as time went on, God began to deal with me. Because I began to actually have a genuine relationship with God. And I'm going to tell you the truth. He literally began to replay instances and arguments and conversations that I had with my ex-husband and finally being able to sit on the outside of that thing without all the emotions attached to it I saw me and trust and believe I was not happy about it I began to understand that I was just as guilty as my ex but even in those situations We tend to, like I said, initially blame someone else to justify why we're doing the ridiculously hateful things that we are doing. I love how David, when he realized that it was him, how he went and he felt like he he went straight to God and repented. I'm just saying we can learn a lot from that. Let's pray. Father, we are all guilty of something. Some of the things are before us, like David. But most of it litters our past without a second thought. Father, please forgive us of our ignorance. 
and the pain that we have caused others. We may have hurt them, but we only sinned against you. The fruit that we bear doesn't always show that we know you and we are apologetic for not being the best ambassadors of your kingdom. Please allow us to see our shortcomings and purge us of all the things that hinders our walk with you. We thank you for your renewing grace and mercies, not because we deserve it, but because you love us unconditionally. We all fall short of the glory of God, but please don't allow us to make that an excuse. Quicken the Holy Spirit in us to urge us to continue to walk a righteous path before you. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen.